if this is your first time at Waypoint, this is a little different than our usual. Typically, the sermons that I preach at Waypoint, we go through a book of the Bible. Um, we've been in the book of Corinthians uh, this whole, since uh, the beginning of September. And we go through books of the Bible during our preaching time. We typically do a New Testament book, then an Old Testament book, then a New Testament book, then an Old Testament book. And we go through the whole book together. And our small groups match up in our teaching. But after that testimony, I just want to put aside, I have about nine pages here, of sermon notes here for manuscript, but that'll probably take another 30 minutes. I'm, I decided not to do that. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, good. <laughs> I just want to follow up what Ann said. I just want to share a little bit from my heart in response. And I want you to help you process maybe what God is speaking to you. You know, maybe some of you can relate. Some of you can relate to the story that she shared. Some of you can relate to the names that you've been called. Maybe some of you can relate to the difficulties faced in life. Maybe some of you can't. Maybe your strivings and your hurts look totally different. But can I share with you something that I just don't want you to miss? I think the most profound element of what Anne shared is who are you in God? What is your identity? I think we search throughout most of our lives philosophically wrestling with that question, who am I? Right? There's that question that you wrestle with. What am I? Who am I? What is life about? What am I? And maybe you strive to find answers, maybe the way I often did, um, kind of growing up in an Asian American home to identify myself with my success and my family's esteem. Right? I was like, oh, I did, I'm really good at academics. I'm really good at being successful. I'm really good at uh, my parents honor me and my family receives honor. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's who I am. Maybe you're here and maybe you identify yourself being told by uh, you are your, your success at work. Maybe you are whatever your role that you have to play in your time in your life right now. Or maybe you're the person who's been told since a young age that you're the whatever hurt that you felt at that age. Can I tell you something, guys? So many of us, we never recover from the hurts that we experienced when we were young, right? Am I right about that? The problem is that we listen to so many sources of who we are. We listen to so many opinions of who we are. We listen to so many voices of who we are, as Anne said. Can I ask you this simple and profound, honest question right now? Can you ask yourself, who are you? That answer shapes the rest of your life. That answer defines you. That answer, I always say this, guys, those who, this is Waypoint Bingo, if you guys are doing this, I, I can't help myself, I always gotta say it. But I believe the human condition is we wanna be known, we wanna be loved, and we crave purpose. And if that's the human condition, it's this idea of we want to be known. We want to know who we are. We want to be known. And honestly, that's by definition. We want to be known in light of who we are. We want to be known who we are in light of another reference point. We want to know, okay, who am I? We're asking that question. We're asking the world. We ask society. We ask our friends. We ask our neighbor. We ask our staff. Like, who am I? And we need a reference point. We need a, a, a stability that says, who am I compared to what? Who am I in light of what? Because we were created in the image of God, our desire, our heart's journey is, who am I in light of you, God? That's what it comes down to. Who am I in light of you? 
And often our view of what God thinks about us is dependent upon, you know, maybe a father who left us when we were young. Maybe a parent who neglected you, or maybe a parent who gave you love only when you were successful. Or maybe you had the best parents in the world, but even still, you, this feeling of, of, of who am I in light of God is a question that you need to be asking and that should be ch- shaping your whole life. So here's what I want you guys to do. Ask yourself that question right now. Who are you? Who are you in light of this reference point? Who are you in light of who God is? And how can you know that? And quoted scripture. Isaiah 43, you said, right? She went to a point of reference. She said, okay, who am I? What does the Bible say that I am? Why do we choose the Bible? Because we believe that we have a God who is, wants to be personally known. And the way he personally revealed himself to us is through his word and ultimately through the form of Jesus Christ. So we seek in those places the God who wants to be known. We find him in those places. And as we seek in those places, we see he reveal himself to us. And then we see who we are in light of that. So really quickly, guys, somebody give me a verse. Somebody give me a verse that says, who are you? Anybody? What does the Bible say you are? Say that again. That's right. Fearfully and wonderfully. Can you say that again? That's right. What else does the Bible say you are? Anybody? Say it again. A child of God. That's beautiful. What else? Who are you? Say it again. Co-heirs of Christ alongside Christ. Absolutely. What else? Who are you? Strong as rock. I love that. Who are you guys in the Bible? Who else? Beloved. That's a good word, isn't it? Who are you? From the Bible, who are you? Louder. You're a new creation. You're a new creation. Oh man, how many of us want to be new, right? What else? Who are you? Anybody else? Say that again. Bought with a price, absolutely. We're bought with a price. We're not our own. Bought with a price. And that's a precious price, isn't it? Who are you? What does the Bible say you are? The Bible says that we're the temple, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit, if you look at the temple of the Old Testament, it was incredibly immaculate. It was beautiful. God calls you beautiful. Do you hear that? What else? Say that again really loud for me. We're not condemned. Do you hear that too? That's who you are. Not condemned. We're made in the image of God. When he sees you guys, I want you to see this. The way I look at my son, when I look at my son, I'm like, oh, he looks like me. I'm like, oh, yeah, he does. I get all happy. My son looks, me me and my wife argue about that, who he looks more like. Seriously, she's really upset about this. If you ever want to get on her good side, you just tell her how much Josiah looks like her. But I look at my son, I'm like, yeah, he looks like me. That's my boy. God looks at you and he says, you look like me. You're mine. What else? I, I heard that. Jars of clay. What else? 
Ooh, I love that. Guys, we don't have to be like all arrived yet, right? We're a work in progress. You guys should let people know, hey, work in progress. <laughs> Not yet. That's all, all, all of us. I feel like we should all have that sign on all the time, right? Uh, my bad. Not there yet. But it's happening. God is doing something, right? He's working in you. And that's what the church is, right? We have a bunch of people who are not perfect, who are a bunch of sinners, but we all say, hey, we're a work in progress. And you know what? As a church, we're going to help each other out in that. What else? Ooh, I love that. We're the bride of Christ. Passionately pursued, purchased, Bride of Christ. Sometimes we'd be like, purchase Bride of Christ. There was a bride price to pay. It's okay. Other, other culture. What else? Ooh. We're raised up with Christ and seated with Him in the heaven. Guys, do you guys understand that He condescended? He came down to be with us, but what He does is after He does that, He doesn't leave us here. He, doesn't, he actually raises us up. Do you have to understand that your dwelling place, your citizenship, your home is, is not in the mud and mire, but it's in the heavenly places. Your home is the castle. Your home is heaven. He doesn't leave you in the lowly of states. He raises you up into glory with him. Not because you're awesome and glorious in your own way, but because his love for you is so powerful and his grace is so meaningful that he raises you up. Guys, do you hear all that of who you are? Now do you believe it? Do you live like it? Do you believe that you're co-heirs? Do you believe that you're beloved sons and daughters? Do you believe that you're made with a purpose? Do you believe that you're made new? Do you believe that you're raised up? Do you believe that you're no longer condemned? Do you believe that you have purpose, that you have great works ahead of you? Do you believe you're made in the image of God? Do you live like that? Because it changes everything. You're no longer dependent on the opinion of the world or the people around you. You're no longer driven only by the need to succeed so that you can earn more popularity and more power or more greed so that people can look at you a certain way. You're no longer enslaved to the names that the world has for you. You are set free to what you are made to be. Amen? Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And as we enter into our last set of, of singing here, here's what I want you guys to do. As you're wrestling with that question of who you are, as you wrestle with the question of do you believe or do you live like it, what I'd love for you guys to do is during these two next two songs, if you have a need to pray, if you want to talk, if you want to confess, if you want to yearn, if you want to ask God, God, will you move and let me believe? If you like the centurion, I love it. It's one of the most powerful prayers in the Bible. It's one of my favorite prayers. The, prayer, the centurion looks at Jesus and says, I believe, help my unbelief. Oh man, what a place to be. What a statement for me in this moment. Can I say, God, I believe. I believe in this is who you made me to believe. I believe this is how you look at me. I believe this is my name, but help my unbelief. Help it when I just, just not quite believing fully. I believe, help it when I need to know, believe more. So during this time, we're inviting you to those who need to Find the people, yellow lanyards, find the people, um, the elders or the pastors who would love to just pray with you and go and seek prayer. You're free to do that. You're free to pray here by yourself at your seats, but be comfortable in this place to seek prayer.
Not because they're, they're, they have more magical powers than you. Not because if you go to them, their prayers are more powerful. No, because we believe that we're doing this thing together as a body. That we share the load together. That we come before the Lord together. And God's called us to, to be uh, accountability, to be encouragement, to be spurs to each other for growth. So we invite you to do that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask, Lord, that you reveal to us our identity who we are, and may we believe. God, we believe, help our unbelief. God, I thank you for the word that you've given through Anne, the testimony of your grace and goodness changing her life. We believe that that same power who changed her, same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is the same power that's moving in here right now. So God, let's be transformed by your power. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.